It's like you're just this ball of bubbly energy, yeah. energy type of. Yeah. And then it swings in the other way too, because I, I would cry. Like if something hurts me, like I don't hurt. Deeply. Yeah, because you got a lot of emotions. Correct. You got yeah. a lot of feelings. Yeah. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after a nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're gonna get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they'd like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Ah, oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. yeah! Hi, guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm in studio with uh, Tracy Watley of Island Therapy SKN. Tracy, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Tracy is absolutely awesome. Tracy is my therapist of choice when I say therapist of choice. <laughs> if I need a consult, Tracy, could you please um, come on this show and just represent the, yes. therapy the therapeutic community, please? And Tracy is like, Stephen, anything for you? Awesome. Yes, anything for yourself. Oh, boy, that is that makes me that makes me I feel a little blushy. Tracy's here today to talk about breakups. We're going to be talking about breakups. We're going to talk about, uh, a little bit about dating, some relationship stuff, um, all kinds of things. Like, we just, it's going to be one of those wonderful episodes because it's Tracy. All right, moving on. Uh, before we even get started, we're going to do a fact of fiction. And Tracy, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you five psycho psycho psychological facts. And you're going to tell me if they're true or if they're false. So I'm going to give you one at a time. You just say if it's true. Uh, if it's false. Okay. You ready? Yes. No pressure. No pressure. I feel like Tracy just kind of lock up like this is some kind of exam and it's not. All right. So number one, your mind rewrites monotonous speeches of boring people to make them sound more interesting. Your mind rewrites monotonous speeches of boring people to make them sound more interesting. True or false? <laughs> Look at her thinking face. False? It's true. Oh. <laughs> it's true. It's the reason, it, the, when I was doing the research on it, they said it's the reason why when you remember things, you remember them in summary form uh -huh. and you don't remember how long and boring they were once. Oh gosh, were really like you went to find the hardest thing to ask? No man, this, man okay. that was the easiest one. Oh my gosh. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, number two. There are more than 400 distinct phobias well-recognized by psychologists. There are more than 400 distinct phobias well-recognized by psychologists. True or false? I guess I would say true. It's 100% true. Yeah, yeah man. And I know can, there are a lot of phobias. A just lot. Just know the exact amount. amount. That's I know there are a lot of phobias. And I think that's why they, they worded it by saying there are more than 400 okay. versus there are 413. You see what I mean? Okay. All right, and there's also evidence to show that like phobias are not female dominated. Like males do experience phobias of like arachnophobia and those things in equal amounts to women. Mm -hmm. So when you think like some men, men are not supposed to be afraid of centipedes, that's, that's not true. There's a lot of men who are afraid of centipedes. All right, we're moving on. And not just afraid, but just like absolutely terrified. Um, number three, the type of music you listen to affects the way you perceive the world. The type of music you listen to affects the way you perceive the world. I want to say true. It's true. 
It's true. Yes. You're hitting a hundred. Like, it was just that first one. I think one. that's obvious. Is it? I think that one is obvious. You know, that is why we got so many um, persons when it is that you go and, you know, they get a heartbreak. They, they have got a heartbreak because you listen to the type of music. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I just can't find this feeling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. The brain treats rejection like physical pain. The brain treats rejection like physical pain. True I want to say true. It's true. It's true. A scientific study conducted by the University of Michigan Medical School has shown that the brain uses a similar reaction to ease the pain of social rejection as it does to deal with pain caused by physical injury. All right, number five, last one. Spending money on others yields more happiness than spending it on yourself. Spending money on others yields more happiness than spending it on yourself. True, true or false? True. It's true. Yes. Yeah, the human, the human need for yeah. charity is yeah. extraordinary. I definitely, I can, for example, with my son, uh-huh. I can spend a thousand dollars, three thousand dollars on something that he would like or things that he would like. But when it comes to me, I'm thinking, oh, uh, no. <laughs> Uh, Let me is, think about it. This is 50 US dollars. Yes. Like, do I need yes. this? How bad do I need this? What is this psycho ed for breakup? Like, how do you analyze it? How do you see it? What is going on in the human brain when you're like, this person doesn't want to be with you anymore? Like, what's going on there? Well, for me, mm-hmm. um, breakup is just like a lot. It's just like a loss. So it's just. Um, equal to grieving because you're grieving the loss of a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, someone that you would have, you know, bo- bonded with is now not a part of you. And mm-hmm. so we equate um, a breakup to a loss, a loss, which is grief. Grief. And so you go through the same grieving process. But then you got to see the ghost walking around and like. Because you're grieving somebody who's lost, but they're not really lost. Cause... So that's the hard part of hard part of it, because then you have to, it's like they're all inside mm-hmm. of you, and then you still have to see them on the outside, see them probably in another relationship, and so it's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. A breakup is hard. Do you, do you like, as, as a therapist, do you see a lot of breakups within your own consult? Like, do, do a lot of people come to you specifically for that? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, after you start, you know, talking and going through it, uh-huh. always somewhere India. in the middle of it, especially ladies, is oh some my. form of a failed relationship, oh a breakup, or in our colloquial term, a bite. A bite, yeah. Somewhere there, yes. Is it easier, like, I have, I have a lot of questions about this, but is it easier when, when you're young to deal with breakups or is it, is it more difficult when you get older? Like, is there some sort of, like, like benchmark? Like, is it when you're young, it's kind of easier to just brush it off? Like, how, what, do you, what, what has been your experience with it? Well, well, this is my experience, eh? not a book experience. No, no, like I care about that. that. I care about your experience. Tracy Watley's experience. Tracy Watley's experience. <laughs> I think a breakup hurts any which way. Anywhere? You put it. However, uh-huh. I think when you get to experience it when you're younger, mm-hmm. it tends to be a little less easier when you are 
older mm -hmm. because of the fact that it's like riding a bike. Uh -huh. You when you learn it, when you have learned how it felt, how it, it feels. feels sorry, uh -huh. then uh, you remember to an uh -huh. extent what to expect is when you don't know what to expect um, when it all comes break, crashing down. down on you and so i think a breakup at a younger age, age is probably more it's like, probably more constructive like uh, tolerable rip, rip the band-aid off as quickly as possible but mind you remember break there are different types of breakup eh so what if it is that this person broke up with you because okay you were young and you're just inexperienced in terms mm -hmm. of relationship. But whereas when you're now older and tied financially to somebody, yeah, it brings into brings in a lot more variables. And, yes, yeah. variables into it. So I I guess younger, it doesn't matter which it doesn't way. Doesn't matter which way. It's the type you get. And then trust. Mm -hmm. Men bring trust into it. Some of us when we are younger, we trust hard. Mm -hmm. And we go all in. Head over heels, yeah. Head over heels. And uh, we don't leave any room for, for disappointment. Because we have never been disappointed before. And so when there isn't any room for like disappointment, you just can't see it coming. You really don't know how to cool. react to it or cope with it. And there isn't any book that says, well... When you get a bite, this is what this you do. Step you do, yeah. one, step, step two, step, step three. three. But like, even in the grieving process, like, I'm, I mean, I, I think I've heard you say this. I'm not so sure. But there are stages. Like you said, I think there are stages to the grieving process. There are stages to the grieving process, but not necessarily mean that they are, they run concurrently. Oh, no. Because you can be at one step and still... Like skip to the skip, like skip pass yes a step, like like but what are these what are the stages so it's uh, denial anger bargaining depression acceptance acceptance and uh, there isn't any set rules that you okay you are gonna be in the anger state stage for ten weeks no no yeah or you're gonna be in denial stage for five weeks and so I may skip the the anger phase, phase yeah. and move into something different the bargaining different. stage yes or uh, even even I, I think i don't know correct me if i'm wrong here because i mean again drawing on your personal experience mm -hmm. has have you ever seen anybody who's like gone to the acceptance phase but then kind of fall back to like maybe anger at some point or bounce back and forth or is the acceptance phase so final that you know once you reach there you know you don't have to deal with it anymore how, how do you how, how has your experience been in that I I I have seen persons who would have reached acceptance mm -hmm. stages, but still, uh, now and again, when it's a weak moment, the grapple. Mm -hmm. falls back into the anger mm -hmm. stage. But it's not that they stay; they don't stay there. We have we would consider it. You probably had a lapse. A lapse, yeah. A lapse, which in a lapse is acceptable because we're human, uh, and then. 
relapse because there's a lapse there's and a relapse. relapse wow what is there a difference what's the difference between uh, a, what a, la- a relapse is a a lapse lapse oh no <laughs> is it like a double lapse so we, we, we double lapsing so we relapsing yes so you collapse it's okay to lapse but is it but then relapse would be that you're, Re- you're yes. consistently yes. Are you lapsing can't, over, you're and consistently over and over again lapsing. <laughs> but the thing is like okay so you as as a therapist right is it that when you face heartbreak that you face it with some you know different tools or something that would help you more when you if you're doing I don't know I don't think you've ever had a heartbreak really but beyond that um, <laughs> if you had to have one like how do you do you cope with it differently because you have the information or it doesn't uh, matter if if I'm gonna be honest mm. and it comes to my resilience level it's pretty much a little higher because of the fact that I know the information, so I really kind of... My bounce back, it doesn't take as long. As long. Mm-hmm. However, yes, I could remember my first heartbreak like it was yesterday. And you were like 13 years old. Oh, no. Probably not 13, no. I'm older than that because it was your first relationship. Mm-hmm. Relationship and... Uh, you all in heads over heel, and then hey, you get a slap in your face, and but then you deal with everybody deal with things differently at that point in time. I think it was that mm-hmm. experience and all these rush of emotions and feelings and not having control of them that would have led me down my path mm-hmm. now into finding out about more about the human. Oh, so that was the inspiration for you becoming part a... of it, yes. Really? Yes. So this real-life heartbreak created Tracy the Therapist? <laughs> I, I, I find it so interesting. Because I I have always been a, a type of laid-back person. And, you know, mm-hmm. my my sister would say to me, like, nothing really bothers you. Oh, wow. But uh-huh. it wasn't not so much so that... Nothing bothers me, but from an early age, the experiences that I would have had, mm-hmm. my resilience level would have, you know... Like, grown as a result of those yes, traumatic of those experiences. traumatic experiences. And so I tend to be a little bit more level-headed mm-hmm. in certain situations. Mind you, I'm a human, mm-hmm. and there have times when I can't hold it together either. And, uh, but... What would take somebody 10 weeks like, may just take me five weeks in terms of getting to that. Ac- just Bye. just, <laughs> could uh, you, just for, could you, for could lack you, of a better example. Could you please anoint me, please, with <laughs> the, oil, the healing oil of the five <laughs> weeks? Just bounce back? Just. <laughs> I know, just an okay. example. Yes. The thing is, I, 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 I could remember my, my first heartbreak was probably in primary school. What? Yeah, but I'm telling you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I, I remember it so clearly and so proficiently. It's almost, it's almost hilarious. Like I, I was, I was enamored with this this young lady, and um, there was a rumor going around the school that she, I don't know, children are terrible, but that <laughs> she, she and some fellow was making squeaky squeaky, um, on one of the the desk them. And at that time, she was supposed to be my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had this sense of ownership and so, but this guy was much bigger than I was. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, he was super tall, very muscular. I'm like the shortest guy in the whole class. So like, I remember going to and talking to her and I was like, you know, like, 
so what is this thing? What's this thing going on? She's like, yeah, I love him now. So what? <laughs> like without any thought. And, and, and I was broken, Tracy. Oh, like gosh. because a few weeks before that was Valentine's and I remember <laughs> taking my my lunch money and buying. So you were invested. Oh man, I bought a rose and everything. And then she let me hug her while we walked on the road. Uh-oh. So I was just like, this is my girlfriend. Don't tell my mother. Uh, Two weeks later, she's like, I love him so much. I'm like, I love him, oh, Jesus. But I went to him a ball, I wrote letters. Yeah, it was terrible. I, I, I don't know I don't know if, if there's a way for us to catch children that young because I was in grade five. But like, I don't know. I don't know. That, that was the, that was... Love is love. Is it? I mean, I mean, I mean, is it like, what, 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 what would a, a, a primary schooler like, what, what would we have love to be, really? Like, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I probably, I probably minimal, minimalize in it. That might be the purest form of love. There is because they are loving you from that age unconditionally. It doesn't come with because you did some did something, something for, for me. me yeah. It's just I see you, I like you, and, and I, we we I like give, each other. Yeah. And I just give out my hat because yeah. that's, I just may gonna eat lunch today. I'm gonna just give you this rose that I bought <laughs> up the road for for three dollars and twenty five cents. I'm like I, I always felt like like Sonia can um, like had specials for little children mm-hmm. because there's there's no way this costs three dollars and twenty five cents. <laughs> Come on, like because that's trying, love is love, yeah, right? It was like and you see this little boy coming mm-hmm. in here with a little three dollars and twenty five cents, and you're like and she felt good. And she's like here you go. Maybe you're going and maybe t- resign it like. Maybe he's going to get him model. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. No, no, he's not. <laughs> you know, he's a little Susan down the road that he mm-hmm. tend to like. But the thing is, I mean, even so, like, what are the, what are the coping mechanisms that you think are, are maybe good things for people who, who probably are going through, like, a breakup? And so I have my own stories of my adult breakup, but I'll save them for a little later. But I'm just saying, like, what are the good, what are good coping mechanisms you would advise people to have or to develop to deal with certain, that kind of trauma? Um, well, healthy coping ne- mechanisms are very important because you could have bad coping mechanisms, eh? And so we tend to ask persons to journal. It's, it may be sound simple, mm-hmm. but journal about uh, um, the relationship. Wow. What, why was it good? Why was it bad? And again, it depends on uh, why you broke, you why you broke, broke up. up. Uh-huh. It's very, that's very important. Um, reconnecting with friends and family a lot of the times when it is that we we are in relationship we tend to abandon our friends and, friends fam- and yeah. family the hyper focus yes and yeah. so if you we always encourage persons you know mm-hmm. keep con- keep Connect- your connections mm-hmm. because you don't know what would would happen um, and that kind of support system is kind of integral for the healing process. Yes. Because I think one of the things to like, I, I, I could identify with um, feeling extremely isolated. Mm-hmm. Like, like some of the breakups that I've had, I've only had a few. Um, some of the breakups I've had, especially when I didn't expect them or didn't see them coming. It's just like you're out in the open. You're like mm-hmm. kind of laid beardy and it's like, there's nothing that I could do about this at all. And there's like, because of you said, this hyper-focal thing, like when you're in a, a relationship, you tend to just 
you, you put so much of your so much eggs. into the person. Yeah, and you, you give them so much of yourself. So you, you, your vulnerability, it's not just money, it's mm -hmm. your vulnerability and your heart and your hopes and your mm -hmm. dreams and your insecurities. So you've poured all of this into this person and then now it almost feels like the person you would like to talk to about what your love did to you is the love that did mm -hmm. this thing to you. Mm -hmm. And so um tend to tell people to also try not to get into another relationship right after. So no rebounds? Because you tend to yeah, take, yeah, yeah. without before healing and finding yourself, you tend to take that also into the other relationship. So if you can take some time to feel the feeling because... It's, it's, it's natural and it's normal and it's not, you don't want to just push it behind. Mm -hmm. You want to uh, allow it to pass through you because, as I always say, the only over it is to pass through, through it. And so it's very important to... So what, what do you think happens? Because the thing is, I felt like maybe I never followed that advice. Like when I said never followed it, I followed it in my last breakup. But most breakups before that, I was more or less like, I hate this feeling, so I can just, you know, try yeah. to find somebody yeah, to, to cover distract me from dealing mm -hmm. with this. Mm -hmm. Like, let me just, yeah, man, Susan was really into me at that point. So let me just mm -hmm. reach out to Susan. It, it, and it's, it's, I don't know, does it work though? Like, as it might not be the most, it's not positive, <laughs> you know, it's a, it, it's a negative thing. Like, you, you play, the, they call it the rebound game. Like, you're just... You've just been, you know, heartbroken and whatnot, and you kind of just try to find somebody to soothe that heartbreak out to you. Like, like the, the advice is the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. <laughs> the thing about it, mind you, there, will be a, there could be a good and a bad in it because that person can help you take your mind off of... Uh, something hurtful, yeah. Something hurtful. However, it, they can be the bad weird, and you take all of that toxic Get, yeah man and uh, all of that hurt into that relationship and end up in another failed relationship, relationship. right and on so, the cusp of one yeah so it's it's good when it is that we could take some time for ourselves before entering into another relationship and finding out okay well exactly what was my part mm -hmm. in this failed relationship that i would really like to work on for my next relationship so you start preparing for your next relationship for your next yeah. relationship or you just you know just leave it and things sometimes mind you you could go into this relationship and it's it's the best thing ever I, I've been so you could that can happen also it will take it takes work especially to, again yeah. the reason for the breakup will make, will a, make difference. a lot of difference yeah. yes like, like I, I don't, I don't know. Like, some of my best relationships probably were relationships on the heel of 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 other relationships. It's weird because, and I don't think that was the reason why they were the best relationships. I think the reason was because the person was just a very healthy, growth-oriented sort of individual, and maybe would allow me to sort of look inside and say, hey, you know. What was the issue here? Mm. I think one thing too is that I've never, I've, personally, I've never gotten into the attitude of blaming somebody for why the relationship ended. Mm -hmm. um, I think early on I realized that there's no, there's no way for me to grow from that. Like mm -hmm. if it's like, 
Me and Tracy was together and it's all Tracy fault. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like then, That's a defense mechanism. <laughs> but you hear so much people say it. It's like, oh, he was this, he was that. And if it wasn't for him, it would have been good and blah, blah. I'm like, but, but I mean, it takes two though. Like, even if you knew that this is what he was, you still participated in this. Like, what is your part and your role in this whole sundry here? A lot of times, too, we tend to go into relationship with persons who, who have the same the character traits, character traits and... like the person before because it's what you are attracted to. Mm -hmm. And so that could possibly be the reason why, hey, you end up at the same place all the time because, I mean, hey, but this is felt, this feels like, yeah, like just him. before. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so, again, it's important to know you as an individual. But do, do you think, is, is, it, is, that, is that a twofold process? And what I mean by that is, like, if you are looking for the same person, you are the same person. Like, I mean, the resultant has to be the same. Like, even if you, you found somebody with similar traits, they're not going to be the exact same person. Mm -hmm. You found somebody who has similar characteristics. Maybe you take tall fellas to be... <laughs> the, the pit of tall, the, um, dark, and handsome. Tall, dark, and, <laughs> and, and, and handsome, right? And that is your type. That is what you like. That is what you're attracted to. That is what gets your bells to, to, to ring, right? That doesn't mean that tall, dark, and handsome is for me. It, 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 exactly. It, it doesn't, but it's what you're attracted to. Mm -hmm. So you keep going after these guys, and it's like, oh, he's tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, he's very confident. You know what I mean? That, could, that confidence could mean he also steamrolls the hell out of your, your emotions. Mm -hmm. He's like, he doesn't care. So you find this guy, you're the same person who mm -hmm. is kind of maybe looking for some savior or something mm -hmm. like that. If you don't change, if you change, maybe this relationship may have a different outcome, even if he is similar to the previous person. But if you don't change because you feel like it was the person's fault, like you're going to have the same result. It might take longer, it might take shorter, but I can't see it happening any differently. And also to just to mention in that, like, even when it comes to human attraction, I think a lot of it, we have such superficial needs. You know what I mean? Like, like, like one, I think it's last week, somebody was telling me, like, you need to make a list. So I need to make, make, make a list. Yeah, just make a list of characteristics that you want in your next girlfriend slash wife slash whatever, right? I'm like, but if I make a list, like, does that keep me open to the possibility that maybe there are characteristics that I don't know that I like that I might love? Yeah, yeah, definitely. However, you making that list doesn't mean that the list is complete mm. also. And so if you leave room open, okay, so well, this list is the start mm -hmm. of what I would like. But then the list is fluid, meaning that I can add at any time and I can take away at any time. At any time because our experiences that we go through on a daily basis kind of a negate a negate as to what it is that we want in that specific time. For me, too, when it comes to relationships, one of the things that I take into consideration is our attachment styles that we had with our parents. Wow. Let's talk about that. What are attachment styles, Tracy? <laughs> okay, well, there is this theory that states that, you know, um, 
from a young age, we are attached to our parents. And so there are different types of attachment styles. There is a secure attachment. Mm -hmm. There is um, unsecure attachment. There is avoidant attachment. And so that tends to play in our relationships also when we become adults in the type of persons that types of attachments we have Uh, we have our seek that seek or that type of thing and so that plays Mm. and so maybe i may i may be looking for a secure attachment attachment because i was secure in terms of the type of relationship i would have had within my family, mm-hmm. with my mother and my father, whereas then I may be hooking up with someone who have an avoidant type of uh, attachment. And so when it is that we are thinking about relationships and failed relationships, then these are the type of things that we have to think about. As well? Uh, yes. A lot of the times, too, the media tells us how to behave also. Mm. And so... You know when you're looking at TV, if if you're in a relationship and some some let's say there is a bite, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that they tell us, okay, you done with that person and yeah, move, on move on and yeah. that type of way. But these are things that sometimes you you don't advise people to just move on because if it is that they choose to work on their relationship, then you allow them to work on their relationships Relationship. because the truth and the fact is all of us make mistakes. My That might not be my mistake and I might choose to forgive mm-hmm. because somebody made a mistake doesn't mean that they can't make you happy. Mm. Or that the, the relationship still can't and turn out to be fulfilling. Can't and because you can you can regain trust within a relationship. relationship. And so all of these go into play into terms of how we choose and how we act to the end of our, our relationship. relationship. So it isn't as just simple this as is we think. Okay, yeah, in terms of speaking. And then, you know, sometimes we see some male, well, I don't want to just say females, but mm. males and um, in relationships, and you're like, were they a match? Or uh, this person always so mean to that person and what's not but there are other factors that we on the outside just don't know and on, yeah um about on what's going going on We're not and aware. So, no and so these are things that we have to also consider when we talk about the end of a relationship or within relationships so what what i mean just to put some definitions to this so what is what is an avoidant? Um, um, so we have secure. We could start from secure yeah, attachment. Okay. So what is a secure attachment? Uh, these are persons who trust fairly easily. Oh, wow. Um, they are in tune to their emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, can communicate that they are upset directly. Oh, wow. Leads with cooperative and flexible behaviors in relationship so this is the ideal person oh, wow. to be in a relationship the unjealously yes because they just know what it is that they're about they and communicate so communicate could they tap the uh, emotionally intelligent emotionally and, available yes so trust available 
Yes, so that's the <clears throat> ideal, what all of us uh, should, try, strive. should strive for. And strive to. <laughs> then there's the anxious attachment. And oh, yes, they, that's it. They have a sensitive nervous system. Mm -hmm. They struggle with communicating, needs directly, um, tends to act out when triggered. They make very jealous partners. Oh no! The anxious person because it's like they're always thinking that okay, well, something where's this happen. person? Something is gonna happen. This relationship is going to end. I can't trust end. them. Can't trust I gotta you. go through this phone. Yes. I gotta tap this phone immediately. Yes. He lying and again, it comes from uh, trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Um, in terms of the attachment style. Is it? Is it? I mean, just to divulge a little bit, like, is it that? that trauma is specifically tied to things like unreliable parenting or disconnections. Yes. That's what the theory says. It brings it back down into the type of parental relationship that, that you, you would have, have had. had. You, know, you know what's interesting? I, I, <laughs> I'll share a personal story. The other day, I was dating this young lady for like a couple... I just went on like one or two dates and then she told me that she had a, a child or whatnot. And... I don't know why, but I just started to take that crap serious one time. I, I think because I am very careful not to tread into a child's life and not be 100% serious about what, it, what my intentions are with their mother. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to be the in, in the door, out the door sort of influence. I don't want to bond with somebody's child and create a problem in and of myself with the child. Like... I've seen it happen one too many times where people don't tread carefully enough when a, a, a youth is involved. And especially a young child, like a three-year-old, four-year-old. These ages, I, I don't want to be the cause of this. Yeah, yeah and it's, I, I, always, I often say it's important when it is that you choose to involve or introduce someone into the relationship and children are there mm -hmm. because of the fact that you just don't get into a relationship with the person if they have a child. You get into the relationship with, with both persons mm -hmm. also. And so, uh, you know, you often talk about, well, you know, waiting until you are sure mm -hmm. as to where this relationship is going before you can get that child all tangled in it, yeah. in, in two the actual relationship because, because when it mm -hmm. breaks it doesn't just break with uh, the indi with the two adults but then the child, child is also in the mix of course of, of it and then it creates it creates its own um complexity because yes. what what then happens if this relationship went for three four years um do you just cut ties with this child who probably sees you as a as a, a, a permanent figure in its mm -hmm. life. Like, you, you don't know, even as a man, I think there's a responsibility that we have. And, and maybe we don't take it seriously enough, but there's a responsibility that we have to, like, offer stability and, and, mm -hmm. and guidance and stuff. So if you're in a child's life and he feels protected and loved in that way, you know what I mean? Like, he feels, like, safe and provided for and guided and... You know that where like like it's like when you when you if your dad says something to you and he says hey stop that you like you feel like it comes from a slightly more you know authoritative place where it's like I feel hurt I go to mommy sorry to put the gender roles them so specifically I don't That's mean it okay. to be that way but 
when you step into a church life, you have to also account for that. Like when you are leaving, the exit strategy might not be as clean as if it was just you and the mother. It's like, mm -hmm. I can't stand you, you can't stand me. Okay, cool, let's just go with separate ways. But what about Timmy? But and, and the reality of, about things is that when, uh, when things break, is often always a bad break as opposed to an amicable, yeah. an amicable break. And so sometimes children are collateral damages because maybe we may be talking, maybe we may, may be talking about just little boyfriend girlfriend relationship, but then when it is that it's like a marriage. Oh, boy, that's even yeah. That's it's, my daddy. That's my father. That's, and yes, my, it becomes a, that's a whole different level. And children are often collateral damages Damage in the that, yeah. breakups. Mm. Oh man, and then he's like, How do you then you then you bring into the co-parenting thing? And I think lately I've been on this kind of beat and I'll share it with you because I like your input. I love your input, actually. Um, but I've been on this beat where it's like I don't think it's very um selfless or caring to, you know, like say be having sex with this person who you probably don't think will be a good father figure in the long run i know we we, we we we're probably living in a more casual sex age it's like oh, i just feel these urges and i just want to do this thing but men women like you're choosing partners and you're having sex and having sex means you could possibly be a child is what sex is for like really and truly mm -hmm. um biologically speaking but you're not really considering if this person is going to make a good parent or a good mother to our father to your child and I think sometimes we play it off as like, well, may need no, may need no man because I'm raising my child myself, or may need, I'll just take the child from my the kid. But then, why put your child into a situation where you it has to grow up without that? Why put your child in a situation where you have to grow without a good mother or a good father? Like, isn't that our, you know, basic choice? Like, try to choose somebody who maybe has something to impart. Yeah, but he, you you will speak because you are coming from a space where yeah. you know I'm I'm thinking about the steps that I make. I'm thinking about a the impact yeah. that I'm gonna have in other person's life. But lots of the time, when you fall in love, is like, <laughs> just, just take hit, me. <laughs> it just hits you, yeah. and uh, it's not like a logical. It's not a logical yeah. proposition. It's not that first phase is like okay. Just have me. Yeah. Yes. It's more physical mm -hmm. type of thing. And so, you no, know, normally stop to think about, but hey, yes, I have a child, you know, like, <laughs> that kind of way. And uh, so, not even, not even as that is just like, you're right, but it's also to, is this person going to make a good, I don't, I don't think really and truly anybody asks the question during like, you know, I think I would make a good father, you know, you know what I mean? Like in the heat <laughs> of passion, you're like, Oh man, I love her so much, you know. <laughs> and it's like you 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 skip through all of the red flags and the pink flags and the the, the slightly faded green flags that maybe used to be green yesterday, but not. That's green. why it's important to date. Yeah, it is. And dating means that you're taking your time to get to know the person, but we don't date, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know if we. I I try to date. <laughs> I I I have been I have been in the dating pool for about maybe two years. Two and a half years now, and it's a very interesting proposition because, as you said, because the culture is not, it, it doesn't pro, like like purport mm -hmm. that sort of activity. It's like if you're seen in public with a girl and 
you guys even look mildly friendly. Mm-hmm. That's you, man. Yes, you know what I mean? yes. But it's not just the external like validation of that's your woman. It's mm-hmm. yeah, okay, you know, it's me woman. Like I have like it's it, like even inside of us, we're intrinsically saying, well, if me and you're going out, mm-hmm. that must mean that me and you dating s- um, steady, yeah. you know, like as opposed to just trying to get to know each other. Okay, whether it is that we are gonna be a good match to take the relationship to another, another level. level. The last time, the last time I, I, I dated, um, it was interesting. We're going to get back to the avoidance part. To sorry about that. Um, but the last time I dated um, somebody was just last year. Um, I remember the first couple of weeks, I was like, I told her the truth. I said, listen, um, I don't want to go fast with this. I, I really want to take my time, which is really just saying, I just want to date you and see where this goes. And, you know, it didn't work out. I didn't introduce her to my family or anything like that. I don't think I met her mother, family, or anything like that. It's just wanted to see where this is going to go. And saying this to my friends was weird. Like, they were like, what do you mean? They're just spending money to carry this person out. And I said, like, yeah, because I want to see how this works. I don't mm-hmm. want to just put this eggs in this basket and then somebody step on it. Like, let me just put my eggs in a good basket, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is that it didn't work out, Tracy. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out, not because I don't think the person is a good person or the person don't think I'm a good person. It's just that all oh, phil- philosophical differences were just too varied. Mm-hmm. The lifestyle path that we wanted to be on, the other person wasn't geared for that. So it didn't work. And it didn't work, and I didn't have to go explaining to my mom why... It didn't work. It didn't work. For me, mm-hmm. it was very... I understand that this is the right thing to mm-hmm. do. It's mm-hmm. sad, but let's just be honest and not carry this You're further. You're more cautious in the way. In that it was done. Yes. So it's like, that's what dating is for. Like, this is why we need to have a culture of dating. Mm-hmm. Maybe people think it's impossible because we live in such a small community, but we need to just go out with each other. Yeah. And not include anybody. Don't be on your WhatsApp. Don't put me face in your what in your Facebook profile. Like, let's not rush this thing, man. But as you said, it it comes from a cultural perspective. When as soon as it is that you you are seen with somebody, it's like okay, that's a girlfriend. Especially within the context of church, oh, wow. as soon as you start seeing somebody, so when are you getting married? <laughs> and you haven't even gotten the chance to get to know the person. Yet. The person, if this is the person that you want to be in a relationship with. with. And then it is that because of that religious background also is that you don't want to have sex out of marriage because this is what you're trying to live the Bible life. Life, And so you rush yourself into it so that just for that one thing, not to have sex out of marriage, but then you notice, well, I'm not, this person is not a good communicator. Um, This person have some... Issues. issues that you didn't know before correct you were so concentrating on not having sex correct um that you blow past all the other important things every other thing and so again that's where you know dating helps us and even to if i want to date more than one person you could do that at a time i should be able to do it because how am i going to know what i like or what I prefer if I don't date more than, more than one, one person. 
the thing is, uh, let me ask the question because I think I had um, some guests on the other day and they were very much split on this issue. If you're dating multiple people, do you think that you're inclined to tell the persons that you are dating that you are dating multiple people? Uh, from my perspective, I think being open and honest up front is, is important. Is probably the best thing. Yes, because again, we are, as you can control your feelings and your emotion, you don't know how the other person is thinking. Mm -hmm. And so let's say for past relationship, that person was betrayed, mm -hmm. then it could be seen as betrayal when it is that, okay, well, it wasn't put out front that, you know, I'm seeing more than one person, person at yeah. a time, you know, this, this is just how I choose to let it be that they chose to con con still participate. Yes. As yeah. opposed to just blindsiding them mm -hmm. down the line, I guess if we are going to talk about being open and honest, open and honesty comes from the beginning and not somewhere in, in the, the middle, in the middle. You know, maybe maybe I felt I felt a little differently, um, and I think you're right. I think I felt a little differently because I felt like I've I've never like in the two and a half years that I've been actively dating, I've never felt like I was the only one with with somebody. Like I've never assumed that just because me and you are going out that I'm the only one that you're going out with. So whether or not they told me, I guess maybe this is a defense mechanism. I always felt like. If I had to find out that they were dating somebody else, like it wouldn't trigger me to the point of, oh my God, this is a dastardly person. It, this is the space that we're in. Um, whereas I might not be dating multiple people because it's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's extreme, and it doesn't. It probably doesn't have to be expensive, but I'm a very. I, I feel like I'm a very creative sort of romancier person now, mm -hmm. which I probably wasn't in my previous relationship, but beyond that... I guess dating helps you. It did. <laughs> it did, because what are we going to do? We're going to sit down in this, which is fine. We're going to sit down in this car and talk for three hours. I'm going to carry you to a pottery class and let's just have an experience about it. You know what I mean? It's like dating, but still trying to live your life within the dating sphere and not like you know, be, be like guided by, oh, you know, well, this might not be the one. I mean, so what? I guess it doesn't matter. If, I mean, I still have to live. I want to go to this pottery class, see how this pottery class works. Mm -hmm. Do you want to come? Mm -hmm. I want to go for ice cream. Do you want to, would you like to go to get some ice cream with me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be super expensive. You don't have to be Marshalls on the first day. <laughs> I don't, do, do you feel like, I mean, I don't know if you actively date, but do you feel like what? a guy asks you to do on the first date is 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 like an indicator of his value or, or anything like that not not necessarily because a lot of the times too is that people tend to put their best foot forward, forward. or mm. what i would like to say they bring their representative <laughs> this is my sales team here <laughs> do you want to meet jimmy or do you want to meet tom yes and so what it is that they do on the first date just ah, you just wait a few dates down the line and then it comes out. It comes out eventually. So You start to see who nah. they really are. <laughs> yes. Like you get flowers like in the first week and you're like, uh, 
I like the flowers, but uh, we'll see what happens. Mm, Three yes. weeks down the line, it's like, yeah, no more yeah, flowers. I, I'm always mindful of that representative. <laughs> is it is it that you then do you do you kind of stonewall from the first one? Then do you, no. or are you still open? It's still though? open because again, for me, I understand that process. Mm-hmm. Intend to, you know, my friends who said to said to me that is like, for you, I think you will have to go to Amri Bakery, and get a raisin deer for two eyes and get some dough from deer because you are asking for things that just not humanly possible. Really? Yes, that is how they feel about many things that I speak about what, what it is ex- like. expected in a relationship. I have my ideals. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I prefer to wait for my ideals to be... To be met? Yes. And I'm not in a rush for mm. anything because I want it to be that when it is that I meet that person, it's, it's somebody who I can, regardless of what mm-hmm. they may have, I can tolerate it oh. because I'm not going to meet the perfect person. person. Yeah. I understand that, but I have to, within myself, feel as though, okay, well, these are things that I could tolerate, as opposed to jumping in head first and then, okay, this is not working out for me. When it is that you would have invested all your time. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, time, it time, time. And you time, can't get it can't back. Get it back. And I think that's what really it's me personally my mm. time do you do you think that the older you get the more um tolerant you get uh, y- yes is it is it is it the time proposition or is it just that it's just out of like maturity that you realize i think maturity and experiences uh, you understand that you know people are who they are and a lot of the time that we function that we really not aware of the things that would have happened to us mm-hmm. that are now affecting how we deal within our relationship. Sure. So even for me as a counselor, it can become very dangerous because I tend to, at times, oh, okay, I understand. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's... I understand. And so... Yeah, I have to have that friend knock him in the back. You understand what? <laughs> oh, no, so, to, like, to test, to make sure you're not just deflecting. Deflecting or explaining or trying to explain away toxic things. things. Oh, because you're tolerant. It's like, oh, wow, that is a bad position to be in. Because you could literally yes. diagnose the person that you're with and... Kind of what is it? Is it that you would get empathy for that? Because it, <laughs> it's like a person could kill somebody, and I was okay. I understand. I understand, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, that's definitely. <laughs> yeah, you know, you had extreme. a bad childhood. Yeah, you have extreme and avoidant behaviors patterns here, <laughs> but it's okay. We could work on this. Yeah, you always feel as though there's oh, a project that you can no. work on. <laughs> But then, but then, wait, 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 wait. I have questions. Oh, I have questions. Gosh. No, no, no. I have questions. <laughs> so, 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 okay. Out of all, because I know there, there's a therap- there, there's therapist community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you guys call yourself the, psycho- the psychologist community, uh, the therapist community. 
out of the therapist community, I, I am guessing that it's mostly women. Yes, it's yes. mostly women. Yeah, yeah. I'll be yes. guessing it's mostly women. And, and I, that is interesting. But within that community, would you say that the majority of you are single or the majority of you are married? Hey. I think it's half half. You think it's half half? Like yes. half married, half single? They're the married and they're the singles, yes. Do the do the singles like react differently to things than the married people or you, you're just basically on the same? And I think it's, it's, it's the, the same? same. I find it interesting, man, because like I would not want to be a therapist now. But we made good uh, partners. partners. Yes. You make good partners. You see what I'm getting at? <laughs> You guys would make excellent partners. Like, absolutely. I could imagine it would be the most growth-oriented, like, loving and accepting space. But then because it's such a loving and accepting and growth-oriented space, can see your partners it. might not be the best partners. Yes. They, I think, well, coming from a conversation that some of us would have had, I think for them is like, oh, this can't be real. They are looking for, okay, okay, when is all going to break down? When is all going to stop? When is it going to end? Because of the fact that they are accustomed, some persons are just so custom of being in this relationship. That, yeah, that's so, Okay, how do you mean you understand what I'm saying? You can't understand okay. what I'm saying. You want an argument? Well, well, I, don't, I don't feel like I should argue. That really doesn't warrant me arguing I'm not about. mad at you. I'm not mad at you. You could talk to me. Tell me exactly so how you feel. And so sometimes you have to... Oh, you just no. have to understand that, you know what? Come back. Come back in check. You. This is not the therapy room. This is your personal life. So if you pretend to be mad. Because... Really? <laughs> so some people just need you to be mad. Because... Oh man, Tracy, this is tingling my brain. So this you, is inside stuff, eh? I know, but ah. I'm just I, like, it is, it is tingling my brain because so you know sometimes it's it's you tend to want to f get in a relationship with somebody who who probably is on the same level as you, as yeah. you so they understand exactly what Where is you're coming happening. From, yeah. uh -huh. As opposed to, it's not that you are fake, uh, it's not that it's going to break down anytime soon, mm -hmm. but it's just that this is just how, who you are as Correct. an individual. Because your, your training and your knowledge you can't really be separated from, it's, it's, not like, yes. it's not like you're putting on a suit. Who yes. you are as it's, Tracy yes. is who you are. Yeah. Your viewpoint and your perspectives are not just related to your job. They're related to you as a person. Mm -hmm. And as you grow and develop for your clients and as you get better, you're getting better as a person. As a person. But More for, grounded. Ex, but for me, I could be looking at you like, she always, oh gosh, she always got a bandage for every sore. I can't stand it. it how is it that she could remain so in control that I am so, like, how come I feel like the problem? Yes, it can be, it can happen like that. And it's like, oh, you always, you always know. And oh, just... no, you always know. <laughs> like the power dynamic is not. You don't do anything wrong, do you? Do you? Yeah, that's terrible. 
I, you know, I've, uh, I've been, I've, I've never seen that. I just assume that, like, as a therapist, like, your relationships are just awesome, and you know, just you find somebody. You, 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 you might be more choosy because you could identify the issues. So you can say, okay, well, this person has an avoidant personality um, attachment style. I don't want to connect with that. Like, okay, this person is, okay, this person is good. I like this. I saw the green flags. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have nine out of ten green flags here. Okay, we have one red. We could work on the red. You know what I mean? Like, you would be more choosy. Mm-hmm. But you're not saying that at all. No, you're not choosy. It's just that, again, uh, persons who, 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 are, who are not aware of what is happening, it can be intimidating Correct. to them. And uh, they tend to feel like you're probably at a different level mm-hmm. to them. And so... That's threatening. Yes, it's threatening. And so sometimes you have to... For lack of a better word, you have to minimize you. Wow, to allow them Just to feel to more allow them to feel more comfortable. Or less intimidated. Yes, and be less intimidated. Thing. Oh my God, that sounds terrible. Would it be better if you were to date like somebody who is a therapist? Then I don't think I will enjoy that. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> it, would it be too predictable? Would it be boring? Would it ah. be like? No carnival in June. Like. Well, for my personality, I like I would be like, um. So are you? Are we working now? What What are we doing to each Temperature other? Temperature check. Here? Yes. Oh my god! And he and he would be so well at like. Well, my love. Um, what I think is that we need to definitely work on. X, y, and, and then you feel like you're in the therapist's office and you're like, okay, this is what I tell people. When don't I give me don't don't give attitude. Me that. No. Tell no. me the truth. <laughs> so, so you end up being the exact yeah. same uh-huh. as the persons who are yes. not therapists. Yes. And vice versa, because I could imagine he, he asked me, like, so Tracy, like the other day I realized that we had a, a little disagreement here. What do you think? Well, you know, when we really look down into it, um, we have to really take into consideration these couple factors here. You have a very, you know, acceptable personality. Mm. I'm not that. I'm not that. What we need to do is find a middle ground and be an understand. And he's like, come on, just tell me that you ain't like it. <laughs> Get mad, damn it. I want some madness. I could understand what you mean. You, you don't want somebody exactly like, or too and much then, like you. And then there is when you now do, because you have moments where you get mad because you're human. Of course. And then when you do get mad, it becomes, well, I thought you were a counselor. Oh, no. <laughs> so it goes. It goes. It goes in. It, yeah. Yes. You, it's, it's a circular how argument. How you are judged is so much different to how the normal person would be judged would be oh judged. my christ that doesn't sound fun at all all right so i have a question from one of my users and we have to answer it so what do you think about um or what are your thoughts on exes being friends huh. i for me i definitely would i love i would love to be friends with my exes <laughs> why why is that what would because what what's the grounding for that it depends again it depends, depends on, on why the relationship ended okay. let me give you let me give you a more succinct and let me give you some context then because i feel like i'm giving you some very like blank void questions yes let's create some context so um you are dating give me a name trevor uh, mm-hmm. trevor sounds like a very disgusting name 
Um, so all the treasurers out there, I really do apologize, but I, I could see you being a little <laughs> mischievous. All right, so say so you're dating Trevor, and you and well, Trevor decides that you know this relationship really isn't for him. It's not that he thinks that you're a bad person. It's just that he feels like he's not. He's not. Mm, I don't want to say attracted to you because that sounds very fueled. Um, he doesn't feel fulfilled in this, or maybe he doesn't feel like he's ready for a relationship at this time. Mm -hmm. um, he tells you this. He doesn't yell it to you. It's not an argument. It's a very sit-down, temperature-checks-out-the-situation. Um, you say, okay, as much as I am hurt, I will give you the leeway to... Not give you the leeway, but I understand, and it's okay. So that's the way that you guys break up. Do you think that under those circumstances that it's okay for you to be friends with Trevor? Yeah. What if if it is a lot of the time mm. when it is that we hold onto these emotions is because that there was a bad breakup. Mm. If it is that the both of you came to or talk or spoke about it and what's not, hey, yes, okay, we tried the relationship, it didn't work. Let's let's move on. I hold nothing against you. Well, if you want to hold something against me, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. But I, friends, what? And I guess I would have to ask, what is friends for you? Oh, just just communicate. You communicate every now and then. That's it. Yeah. It's not that you're meeting up or you're like. Necessary, like it's not, it's not the same. The dynamic would change a bit. You're not gonna meet with them in a private space. It's but not like hey, that. you just talk to yeah, them and we on Facebook. How you every doing? Why you, why, what you up to? Most of the time, you know, it it tends to fizzle out anyway, mm. because when you break up with somebody, there is a, you know, there is this phase where you still feel the need to want to speak, speak to with, them. speak to them, and what's not, and so you keep that part open with set boundaries mm -hmm. as we say because you know what old people the old people say set, like what old, old fire, fire stick that catch, hard for catch catch, yeah, catch light so, yeah. <laughs> catch fire yeah. that's i would understand why they would have said something like that but i don't see there being any reason why you can't be friends, be with, friends an with an ex who you would have parted in, uh, in terms, good and good terms, terms. with. Um, let's say it's a part in a relationship where it was abusive. Mm. Then I could understand, well, you're not wanting to. I could forgive you, but I don't have to speak to you, to you yeah. that type of way. But I, I don't have to keep you all up in me mm. to affect my relationship that I'm going into. Do you think that? Do you think that if you are dating somebody and they have a close relationship with their ex, is that problematic for you? Mm. I guess it depends. It depends. Not well. that I would see it as, as an issue, but if it is that you give me something to question, then it becomes an issue. But again, I understand that you had a life before me. Mm -hmm. And so I have to respect that there was that life before me until you give me a reason to question what, this, what your relationship with this person is. is. But then what do you think would be some causes for concern on your part? Because I think that you might have seen more of these situations than I would have seen. Like, do you think that there are some markers that would say, hey, look, this, this connection is probably problematic? 
Like, for example, that person and their ex? I guess if you find that they are spending extra time together or if you feel as though they are hiding mm. something from you, uh, I think those are things that would bring up a red flag as to, okay, well, I have to look into to this. If it is that... Um, what you would have been doing, uh, what things that you used to do with your partner, you know, and then so much not interested in you anymore, but then you notice that, well... There's an uptick in the activity. Uh, yes, with that other person, then that is something that you have to think about. So, you know, there are little things that you probably have to, okay, keep to the back of you, keep an eye on it, not mm -hmm. that like you... You're focusing on it to let it ruin your relationship, but you can't. You have to be smart and think about, okay, well, there's this possibility that yeah, this is happening. This is happening. I, I think I'll share something with you. My, my last um, relationship, uh, my, my last breakup, because it's the last breakup. Um, the last breakup I had, I think it was done in such a way we... Uh, Again, we had grown a lot and just become a lot more engaged. So it's, it was done in a way where I have something to tell you. Um, I think I, you know, like this other person. And as much as, you know, we are, I think that I really want to move on from this. Mm. Um, we've had some problems during this relationship. You know what those problems are. I've, I think I've tried to reconcile them, but they're still not working out for me in my best interest. And I feel like it's hurting me a lot. So that's... That's how it was left. It was not. It wasn't left on a, a necessarily bad note because it wasn't an argument that was had. It was a very sit down, very civil conversation. It was almost like you know when somebody gets like fired, but it's not like you're fired. It's mm -hmm. more like you know you know we appreciate what you've done for the company. Mm -hmm. it, it was very much like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, I think after that, um, you know, the person wanted to kind of pursue a, a, a friendship or whatnot. And I found that, you know, come to the come to, it was very difficult. Um, I think having to, like, just come kind of fresh off of that breakup and then kind of try to be friends with this person and you still got these kind of unresolved, not unresolved, but you still have these recurring feelings and, you know, old firewood thing. But maybe without the, the fire, it's difficult. The firewood just out in the rain. So it's like... With those feelings still so fresh, like I felt like maybe the best thing that I could have done was just to kind of separate myself from it. Um, and I told her, it wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna just block you and that could be it. I told her, hey, look, you know, I'm gonna need to spend some time. And she was very respectful of that. She was like, you know, do whatever you need to do. Remember, I care about you, just go ahead and do that, right? Those and, are the nice type of breakups. Yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I think, I, think I, I have nothing bad to say about Max in that regard. Um, in any regard, don't think I have anything bad to say about her at all. But I took the time, and during the time, you know, I realized, like, yo, this breakup stuff is difficult, man. Like, I had forgotten. Mm. Tracy, I had forgotten how much this hurts. It hurts, man. Because there's so much things that happen in your life, you didn't realize that when things happen, this is the person that was your person. Like, if you go to the doctor, this was the person that you put down. Like, if something happens to me, call, call, me. <laughs> call her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, 
like I'm making moves business wise, I'm making moves in my personal life. I want to take on a project, and this is the person I want to run this idea by. What do you think? And they no longer like exist. Not because they're not willing to exist in that way, but because you know that it's problematic if you keep that connection as mm -hmm. connect. It, it can't be connected like that. It's going to hurt a lot. Um, and man, like, <laughs> depression was... I didn't even know how this thing was. Like, I remember one day... I remember this, this so vividly. We were, I was on that couch, and I had to go to work for, like, 10 o'clock. And this is, like, 10 minutes to 10. And I'm on the couch. I'm not listening to any music, not watching anything. You're daydreaming. I'm just, I'm not even, I don't even know if I had a conscious thought. I'm just eyes open looking up into the, 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 the roof and just like, my mind is just, I don't even know if scattered is the word. It's just, it's there and there's no drive to do anything. Literally, there's no, there's no impetus, there's no, there's no charismatic Steven. There's just this blob on the couch, just like, I don't, and it's not, it, I don't know if it, it, it never ventured into anything like damaging, like I wanted to do anything to hurt myself. It's just no will, like no drive, no, I'm like, I, I have to go to work and I'm just there like, I should probably go to, you know, get myself ready. <laughs> and and I, I got to work late, but like, which is not like me at all. Got to work late, and then it's just, I have to know, I have to perform, because I have to, like, take care of all of these people who have no idea what's going on with me. Like, like, and I can't, like, I felt like I couldn't show it, I couldn't tell, I felt like I couldn't tell my family. I felt like I couldn't tell anybody. Like, I just felt like, when I'm home, I'm gonna do this salt thing. <laughs> I used to call it the salt thing. And then when I go out, then I just have to, like, Put on a persona. I just gotta, I gotta try to be Steve. Hey, I'm sorry that you had to go through. It was tough. Something like that on your own. It was tough. It, it was. And I guess, I guess, again, it comes from the society which that we in and certain things that we feel as though that we have to go through on our own. And hey, something you, sh if it was, you could have reached out to someone. True. And that is why it's important to have that someone in your life that you can speak about anything too. too because it helps when you can verbalize it mm -hmm. and when you can speak to about it. it. Because when it is that you just hold it in and try and deal with it in your head, it's... It's problematic, it, man. It's, it, it, it's problematic. It, yeah, so, I've never gone through anything like that. And I, I think... I'm happy now that I went through it. I mean, I think I learned a lot of lessons because what you said is true. If you put, if you put all of your emotional eggs into a lover's basket, I think you, you, you're basically setting up yourself for some serious pain because when you're going through things and you don't have your quote-unquote person mm -hmm. who also just happens to be wrapped up as your lover as well, mm -hmm you are going to be on your own. You might not be on your own physically. It's not that I don't have family and friends and support systems. Even though I think before that time, I wasn't investing as much time as I probably should have into them. Because just like what you said, you tend to monofocus into this love that mm. you have and trying to make this work. <laughs> and you start to they kind of 
put your family a little bit more on the back burner. You're checking with them every once, once in a while, but then you're really you're all in love. All so. in love, and you're trying to make this work, and it takes a lot of effort. And I think learning, the one thing that I took from it is that you have to create a community versus just creating this one hyper-abundant love space. Yes. You know what I mean? Very important. It's very important. And I, I learned it the hard way, but I'm happy that I did because I feel like I could so much more emotionally sympathize with, with, with certain individuals who might be going through certain things. Like, at first, before I went through that, like, I don't think I could empathize with depression. Like, I could never, like, understand it. I felt like, like, why, like, you could, you could, you could probably just turn this off. Like, maybe go mm -hmm. and, and do some swimming or like, you know, like. And you could control it. Yes. But it's not, it's, it's not, not as simple. that. It's not as simple at all. As, as that. And you, sometimes there are just some things that you really have to experience to understand how, how it feels. It blew my mind. Like, and I, I read a post after that, after, I mean. I'm not going through that anymore. Like, I felt... I did reach out to somebody eventually. Mm -hmm. I mean, it took a few months. Did reach out to somebody eventually and then started to try to vent the stuff. And mm -hmm. and they were really good at advice as well because they went through similar things. But, like, in retrospect, I, I think one of the biggest things that I've read afterwards was this blog post. This guy had wrote this blog and he was writing it like Heartbreak Hotel or something like that. And one of his posts was... Depression is basically knowing that there's an issue, but having no idea what to do to solve it and having no impetus to actually get up out of the issue at all. Like you don't have any energy. It sucks you it, in. It, it, it completely encapsulates everything that you are. And it saps you dry of any... Sense of hopelessness. Exactly. You're just like in this void... And there's no energy, there's no effort in you like to get up out the void. It's like you, you, you're buried on the sand and you could put up your hand, you know you can, but you just don't have any energy to do it. There's none, there's no effort. And it's like, you, you go through this as a 35 year old, 36 year old, 34 year old, 33 year old, and you're just like, God oh, damn. This is hard. It's, it is. It is. And then I think it hurts even more that you know that the other person is just doing fine. <laughs> or it seems as though seems. That yeah, they're it doing, seems. Because, I mean, fine. they're not going to say they're not doing fine. It's not like when I was going through it, I was like, guys, I'm dying. It's, <laughs> like, I, never, I never made an outcry or <sighs> tried to take out my emotional baggage on anybody. But and we all deal with things differently. differently. Correct. It just depends on at what state of mind that the the trauma because mm -hmm. i call it trauma the end of relationship is traumatic it meets you so if you are grounded when it meets you as i said mm -hmm. you your resilience it, level is a little bit higher, higher so you bounce back you get sad but you, you understand okay well this is the reason i'm sad and it's okay to be sad let mm -hmm. me feel it and let it go through but then let's say if it meets you in a stage where you probably have other um family issues oh, or man, yeah. dealing with sickness or other financial issues it's when a lot. all of those now come together then it's real it's a real lot and really sometimes you need help 
you know, sorting through through it. And that is why I often tell persons is that it's important to speak about it. Find that person who you can speak to. Therapy is very, very important. Helpful. Mm-hmm. And healing is not a linear line. It's all over the place, yeah. the place. and it's okay to feel like that. It's normal, it's natural, um, and it's just work on it. And I guess as a society, we just need to continue speaking about therapy and not just, I, I know um, we often mention those self-soothing um, activities which are very important mm-hmm. because when you're in a state where you're so depressed, you know, a self-soothing activity can give you that relief for that period, period of, of time, time yeah. where you could just forget about it and, and breathe, yeah. breathe, prepare yourself to continue through the through process. It. Yeah, and so these are things that you include in your therapeutic journey. Also, along with um, talking to somebody and finding a counselor and talking to some trusted person, person because a lot of the time we talk, but we don't talk to the right person, people. Yeah. And then uh, all these are things that you do to, you know, help you through things like, like right that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Tracy, thank you so much for being on this show, Tracy. I don't know if there's anything else that we need to... to, to, to Man, we could stay all night talking about relationships, I know, you know, I know, I know. And you are not available all night, Tracy. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and I feel like I just made it sound like I tried to... Give me I've all tried, night. Yeah, I, I, I've made... I've admonished you at one point to say... Tracy could just say all night, please. And I've never done that. Guys, please don't carry me name and Tracy name. No way. It's a completely platonic, very, very respectful relationship going on here. Okay? Tracy, thank you so much for being on this show. I really, really appreciate you as usual. Always you know, a pleasure. Through, and this is a, a virtual hug, but whatever the case is. So, guys, we've been talking to uh, Tracy Watley. Tracy, I don't know if you want to just... um, Do you want to... Do you have any handles or anything... People to reach out to you, or yeah, you don't care about that. <laughs> hey, um, not that I don't care about it. I know, but I always feel that you know, I don't say reach out to me, but reach out to the therapeutic world. Correct. Yeah. That's very important. important because even if it is that you reach out to me, I definitely would find a way to get you in contact with someone who can help help you. help Correct. you. And so, yes, you can follow me on um, Instagram or on Facebook at Island Therapy SKN. Island Therapy SKN. Island Therapy <laughs> SKN. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, that's it. Yeah. That's enough for that. So Island Therapy SKN, and that's on Instagram? Yes, and, and on Facebook. And on Facebook. Yes. Lovely. Guys, thank you so much, Tracy. It's is Stephen Smith, as usual, objectively incorrect, as usual. Peace. No gang signs, guys. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.